Welcome back to another episode of Avoid Adventure. Your hosts Anika and Nabil are here. We're missing a Daniel Rana, but he's somewhere around here. Five minutes past the hour. Back on the program. So, did we. Have what? we broken a um, thing mm. of starting on time? No, I'm sure we haven't started on time in the past. Um, mm. So, how, how are things today? Uh, tomorrow is Columbus Day and I have someone asking me, uh, one of my students asking, do we have the day off? And um, I think it's interesting that we dedicate certain days. Uh, of course, we don't have, in public institutions, we do not, do not have Columbus Day and most people are using this day to celebrate Indigenous Day. Mm. Um, but so the question arises... When you're celebrating a day, is it better to celebrate by doing something or not doing something? To do or not to do? I mean, if you don't do anything, you're probably not celebrating the holiday, right? Yeah, as in, if, but you get the day off. <coughs> yeah, so yeah. you can do whatever you want, I guess. You can do it. So is a celebration... Um, a celebration, like for example, any day that we get off from school or from work, which is a standard, a 4th of July celebration, mm -hmm. let's put it that way. Uh, or um, what are some other celebrations that you have always taken off from? You know, New Year's. I, mean, I guess I take these off, but I don't celebrate them. Like I don't believe in any of the things that are going on. So days are random and you, we could... This I is mean, just what society has chosen to pick as days off and so like Christmas day. it's a day I don't have to go to work if I worked yes but the day itself and the meanings behind it don't mean anything to me but uh, we were discussing this was it last week or the week before I don't remember when but the concept of history and how sometimes we consider history not worth looking back at and other times we say we look at trends based on history mm -hmm. um, so if we don't have those days, say we didn't have a Columbus Day or Indigenous Day or a 4th of July, um, would we be oblivious to behaviors of the past or do they remind us? Um, I don't think you need a day to remember that. I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that then you could mark as a day, right? What, what would be, what would you consider? I mean, th then there's also this whole mentality of, work is um, rest is more joyful than work and you've talked about how if you're passionately involved in the work that you're doing that can be give you a lot more pleasure than sitting doing nothing um, but that kind of worth considering so you get a day off because something happened yeah uh, should you continue having that day off or should you celebrate by doing uh, working extra hard, what if you said, "Well, I get a lot of pleasure out of my work, therefore, I will put in fourteen hours versus twelve, or you know, or eight hours, or twelve hours versus eight hours." Yeah, I think if you truly enjoyed your work, then you probably wouldn't enjoy days off, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, if the reason we enjoy days off so much is because we are in a maybe stressful situation or maybe not stressful situation but not like we're not uh, very passionate about our work we should have a <clears throat> day or a week or something where it's like 
the day, days off for people who are in a job well it should be for everyone but the people who are in jobs that they don't necessarily enjoy spend that time to like uh, be with family. reinvent themselves no not spend time with family like <laughs> work, work towards their what they would be like passionate about but maybe they don't have enough time uh, with their work schedule i mean if you look at historically you look at days that are celebrated days of celebration and and far and large you know the days are usually the days of uh, religious recognition but more recently with um, nation states and so on historical events that are relevant to those nation states are the days of celebration um, when the concept of nation states you know in Columbus Day which is now kind of phasing out because people are realizing it's really not celebratory to um, the, the beginning of colonization and the end of a, a large race or you know a large group of people um, do you think that with this concept of nationhood um, the concept of celebratory days will change yeah I mean I think it should be um, I think these kind of holidays should be brought about like privately with your the company that you work with so like if your company has certain milestones that mean something to their company's history then like those are the days that you would take off because they deemed it so um what if you don't have any milestones in your company then that's just the nature of your company then you guys don't do that so you think companies will take over when nations let leave off uh yeah maybe i mean i, I yeah. Oh, we haven't I given it enough thought <coughs> to be able to make statements about it. Well, in yeah. regards to holidays, maybe. I, I don't know if that'll happen. I'm just okay. saying that's how I think that's a good way of mm. going about it. I mean, even when you think of religious days in a multicultural society where everyone has a slightly different day of um, religious celebration, mm -hmm. we're not a homogenous society where you'd say everyone will take this day off because this day is extremely important to them. You have, well, mine is another day. I mean, mine and I have a slightly different day. Or maybe right. I have a whole week. For me, the or the point I was trying to get to, I guess, is mm. the, the how relevant some of these holidays are. Mm. It's like, to me, all, any one of these pub, what are considered public holidays, I guess they're uh, sanctioned by the government. Right. They have no... R relevance to me so the reason i suggested that the companies would take over with that is because that would be more relevant if a company had some set holidays and they were related to things that they cared about or something then at least it's more relevant to me because uh, i work for the company and theoretically i'm you know what, what, what work will with these when people what will happen when the companies get dissolved when there is this concept of companies is fairly new in human history history mm -hmm. what when the the concept of companies is changed evolves are you asking what's going to happen to these holidays or what's going to happen in the grand scheme of life? i don't know i mean okay. i'm just kind of well i would imagine i'm bantering around mm -hmm. okay. i'm wittily bantering yeah. from one idea to the next yeah. until one of you says forget this let's mm -hmm. take <laughs> let's yeah. pivot to uh, Breaking Bad and the El Camino yeah, we'll story. That, but um, <laughs> yeah, what would come after companies? Hmm. So I guess what is a company? Um, how would we define it? It's well, it's a legal entity, but it's 
a group of uh, individuals who participate in some sort of trading of goods and services mm -hmm. and yeah so oh, and before that and before that it would have been you would have just had kind of absolute rulers who would who where that kind of stuff would happen but it's under some king or something that owns it so so the ownership it's a way mm, to organize the ownership of a group of people and the activities that they do i mean i think the company as it exists today is uh, not bad consider compared to like well some would argue that the companies especially the mega companies are, are like nation states and they are taking over people's lives and they are exploiting like like um, countries or governments have done yeah and so they have replaced in both positive and negative ways um, a structure in which uh, people find themselves um, because they need to make money, uh, because they need to survive for most. Uh, unless they totally disassociate themselves. Now, it is interesting that those who disassociate themselves from those structures that, that are understood by the majority tend to be con tend to be criticized for disassociating themselves what do you mean, who are these people who who are, these are you people? talking about people who live off the grid yes people who live off the grid are they not considered um are they not usually criticized from by majority the majority maybe, of the population yeah. that maybe why would why would they be criticized why they just they don't want to participate in yes, this that's fine but they're not considered um they they rationality sometimes is questioned of why why do they live off the grid why do they uh, not participate fully in in society um, do you know some of these reasonings because i don't well i don't know the reasonings uh, i mean uh, i know that if for example i packed up and said i'm leaving everything and going to go and hunt and grow berries I live off berries, yes, and uh, wear, you know, whatever, s grow my own cotton or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, everything I do, I will, I will do without the technology, without the th the systems that have been set up for me, and I will disassociate myself and have nothing to do with um, political. You know, people who are politics or, or communal living kind of or maybe I will go in a community to disassociate myself from the larger grid um, I'm sure you would look at me and think what's what's happening mom why is why, yeah, why it would be strange this? um uh, would you would you commend me for it would you think wow she's a risk taker mm. or she's a or would you say what the heck is going well my on? first reaction would be like hmm, that's weird because it's very different from your from me from Anika. who you are yeah yeah but if uh, the point of accepting it and realizing it as a real thing then i would say all mm. right well then that's the life she wants to live then so be it what would you think it would uh, it would neither be positive nor negative for me it would just be a neutral mm. Daniel, what would your reaction be if I just yeah <clears throat> I would say this is same pretty much the same thing like it would be irregular from your normal behavior but I think 
you're right when people do activities outside of i guess the norm of society then uh i mean they are sort of looked on like what are you doing because at least in the u.s you have to have like you know some so, financial so security you can't i mean you could live off the grid but it's like okay how are you going to buy this land and all that you know people who play. say i don't want to pay the taxes because this is the government is taking from me money that is mine and i want to use it the way i want to use it um think of any norm that you think any extreme norm i mean in your any extreme breakaway from a norm that others might look at you in a questioning way um you know like for example if Me. someone su- suggests that they're going to be a vegan and everybody goes what really why what you know what's wrong with that? now of course it's becoming more of a norm to be a vegan but 10 15 years true, ago yeah. it was not considered the norm and and you'd say why what's wrong with eating uh animal products um yeah maybe me not wanting to uh go take my business to restaurants that have tipping yes yes for me it's like uh you know that means if they have tipping that means that you're they're probably paying them like five dollars an hour or something and then they have to make it up through tips so mm. my way of fighting that is don't just don't participate in the mm. first it was don't tip but then it's like uh, for me it's just uh, uncomfortable especially like that one time when i got called out for it yeah and it's just a negative experience so then i'm like you know what i'll just i won't participate with this industry and community of people mm. um so right. that's that's one thing that people might look at what you know what's the wrong with going to a restaurant and And, and restaurants and are fairly new in human uh, history as well. Particularly if you consider the ease with which you can really cook and the ease with which food is available now when people do um when they support the restaurant business. It's interesting where you've decided to put value to something like someone else cooking and serving you when you could have that same food at a fraction of the cost. Yeah. I think people are just not interested in uh cooking for themselves. It's an ease of use type thing. Mm. Um, I mean e- even though food is so easily processed now. I mean it's not like um like by someone like processed as in like I can cook it easily. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think it's when you work nine to five and you're working monday through friday you're not building up those skills that you traditionally would there is a small you didn't have that where you cook uh and then you, when you do get the free time you don't want to spend it cooking because it takes time from your the f- limited free time but you have but i feel also <clears throat> that there are a lot of people who are not necessarily um employed and they still choose um they there's a pride in uh, eating the concept out. of eating. I think it's more of um so there is a small learning curve to being able to cook meals that also are like uh <laughs> ri- yeah. rich and tasty yeah. yeah so there is like and if you if you tried cooking once and you messed it up that could be a big deterring factor in whether or not you continue to at least try right mm-hmm. uh so I I bet that that's a big uh, factor in it as well mm-hmm. on why people choose restaurant. 
He's like, oh yeah, I tried cooking and it wasn't. It took me an hour I, to cut. I wasted all that <laughs> yeah. money and whatever. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, boy, what was the original point? Um, oh, well, something the about uh, the people who live off the grid and yes, oh, what society would think of them. Um, yeah. Even the I tiny like, home okay, aspect okay. is so, probably... So maybe we can now pivot to somebody that we have just kind of... The movie that we just saw the other day. Basically, he's going to be off the grid, so to speak. Yeah, but for other oh, reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, his makes sense. There like, will be other reasons, yeah. but yeah. Um, what's his story and how common is it and how many times do people need to re redo their lives and his was pretty early on in life do you need to re to do you need to s uh, switch to restart how often is that that people need to do that um and and what are your thoughts of him restarting so now say you met what was his name again the main character jesse Pinkman. maybe you met jesse uh you were you know on vacation in alaska and you met jesse mm -hmm. And you had no idea about his past. Would it make any difference to you that he had the past that he had? And can you re? Um, can you press the restart button? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be associated with someone who's participated in illegal activities. Mm. Not because, I mean, if you were just cook, if you were just cooking meth, I, I don't care that you cook meth. I don't want to be associated with. I don't want to get involved <laughs> in anything, <laughs> or appear to be involved. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to. You're gonna ruin my life, basically. Yeah. So yes. for that reason, if I if I figured out about this person's past, I would. Yeah, it would matter. I would not want to be associated with them. Um, but what about the whole concept of people rethinking life? You know, they do something really terrible and then they think you know what that was terrible yeah i think people only hit the reset button if something traumatic happens in their life i don't think it generally happens just because you want to reinvent yourself although that could happen as well it's either you know you go through a divorce and you want to restart your life so you move to another area or you go through I don't know, break up or if you well, lose your job, if you uh, go bankrupt and you want to restart, you maybe go to another so, area. So list so for I don't me, think it's... what did Jesse do? What what are the <clears throat> things which you would say? So he has a meth lab. Okay, then go from there. He killed people? I think so. W without any um, compunction that was kind of without any regret? Did he kill no, people? No, he, he mm -hmm. never killed someone and not regretted it. Yeah, I think he did not want to he kill people. He did not people. want to do it. Okay, yeah. so he did not I think really that was want clear. to kill people. Yeah. And even that scene where he had that shootout, he didn't want to kill the other three people that were there. But that was also that was also related to his, uh, what do you call it, when you Torture? tear someone down mentally. Uh, oh, yeah. oh post-traumatic stress? Yeah, but it's like when you... Extreme? Yeah, there's another word. But it's mm. when you can tear someone down where they're like a, a slave to you mentally. Yes. Right, yeah. right. It's similar to... It's happened in some other show. Oh, I wasn't movie. even thinking of that guy. Uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, it, no, you're talking about the cops, right? Oh, what about the no, show the, we were the, watching yesterday? The one about the spy. Like, like in the uh, warehouse, the welding warehouse. You didn't want to kill the other three people. Uh, but when you want... He didn't want to kill that one person. It was because he was like a slave, pretty much. And... He had nothing else to live for. 
Uh, yeah. Are you talking about the cops? I don't know what you're talking it about. It wasn't the cops. It was those, those druggies. Well, anytime he wanted to kill someone in the movie, it's it, I think it was relating it to his uh, the way he was torn down. Yeah. I oh, think it reminds me of Reek. That's who it reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, yeah. That same mentality. Do you remember Reek from Game of Thrones? Oh, yes, uh, yes. The yes, Greyjoy yes, kid. Yes, like yeah. He didn't want to go with... He yes. didn't want to disobey his yes. master yes even though that was for his betterment yes. but it's because he was mentally like uh, a slave to him but um so do you th- feel there's an appeal to this extreme breakdown of a character that we do we feel do you feel that it is possible do you think it is probable do you think that that is a reason why people commit heinous crimes that they are so broken down. And then, so if you are in a situation where you are so broken down that you you now think you reach a realization that, oh my goodness, this w- I was not in control of my myself, and now I want to reinvent myself where I will have control over myself. And I don't want people to know that there was a time when I did not know what I was doing and I did this terrible thing. So you lost me. What's the question? The question was, is it possible that... Oh, is it possible for a human being... To do something bad to do something as a result so of them being like uh, broken down? Yes, and then then have a need to re... Um, so, so I mean, I don't think... the spy movie we're watching, yeah. it's the same thing. He, he's, he's killing people. Mm-hmm. He's basically thrown someone off, you know, the fifth story... And this is based on true events. I think uh, how much that is true. there's a rapper, Kendrick Lamar, who kind of talks about that in his rap songs where there were robberies he did that he didn't want to do. Mm. His whole thing was good kid, mad city, which mm. is basically he knew he was a good kid, but the environment he was in mm. um, didn't didn't allow him to to act the way he wanted to mm-hmm. because his peer pressure from friends he didn't have a father um there's no you know there's no office jobs in the ghetto there's yeah. pretty much just liquor store drug stores so mm-hmm. if you do want to get a job you're getting paid minimum wage and that's not enough to survive so yeah i think there is definitely people who are in situations that they don't want to be but I guess they have to like do illegal activities. Um, I mean, they they could get by. Well, actually, they couldn't. Yeah, I don't know if the, also the breaking down mentally had to do with them doing torturous things, because or in Jesse Pinkman's case, it it wasn't so like the him being broken down, like wasn't it wasn't uh, making him do bad things. It was just preventing him from. Uh, be, uh, f- like from freedom okay so so kind of i i'm taking the conversation down this path mm-hmm. but what is your reaction and daniel had a strong you know he he really appreciated the movie more than we did what what was it about the movie that um really resonated with you and you thought this this was not bad and because um, I mean, you were analyzing the readers, the listeners, the viewers, and then your perspective. Um, 
tell tell me about your reaction to it you know? oh did you uh, think it was yeah i thought it was good it was just like a uh, what made it good that's my question it was an epilogue to to breaking bad so in breaking bad we already knew jesse pinkman had a troubled past his both his ex girl or girlfriends had been shot or i mean uh, killed Hmm. Uh, I mean, one was due to drugs and the other one was shot in front of his face. Hmm. One of his only good friends was killed in front of him. And that was like a l toddler. Uh, so we had seen this character pretty much broken down throughout the entire season. And there was no, uh, we didn't his, get the satisfaction um, of what? One of his good friends was a toddler. Or yeah, he was like a, like a small kid or not toddler. A good friend but, since he was a small uh, kid. No, no, he, he was literally, or he wasn't a toddler. He was maybe like 10, 10 years old. Okay, okay, okay. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, yeah. So he had all these traumatic events happen to him throughout the whole season. There was no moment in the show where he had his like, you know, finally things are getting better. It was just gradually going down, going down, going down. And the only time you got a glimpse of that was at the end of the season where he's driving away and he's finally happy that he's sad, but he's also a little bit happy that he's escaped the chaos of his life. So do you think so he has for escaped? Me, do you think he really has escaped? Yeah, I think at the the very last scene, uh, spoiler alert. Um, well, everyone's seen <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, When he finally gets out of, uh, when he gets out uh, into Alaska, he does kind of smirk at the end as he's driving and that's kind of like the moment okay finally jesse pinkman gets a happy ending that we haven't had throughout the entire series of the show do we have to have a happy ending i don't think all his problems are solved think... by the way like uh oh you still can have post-traumatic no no not even that but like when you when he had time free time to do stuff he would just like waste it by like doing drugs and stuff you like think that. he'll go back to it he'll revert to that what is he gonna do Yes. Yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he has money, but he'll still need a job eventually, right? He has like, what, a couple hundred thousand dollars? I mean, if he's really frugal, he might be able to yeah. last a long time, but... Mm. Yeah, that's um, true. He could delve back into doing drugs and end up killing himself at some point. But at least the ending we saw was happy. <laughs> so my question is, do we need a happy ending? No. Uh, no, I don't think we do. It wasn't even a... Well, Oh, uh, it wasn't even a happy ending. Yeah. It was more of like a relief. Exactly. Like a yes. sigh of relief yes. kind of ending. Do we need relief in life? Yes, we do. Otherwise, yeah. we break down. Otherwise, we have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. yeah. But I'm okay. But movies don't have to be relief or happy. Or even shows, yeah. Yeah. It's more real that way. It's yeah. more real if it's not. Yeah. And that was kind of the interest in the show in the first place is that, oh, like, you keep thinking throughout the show, like, oh, he's going to, you know, get back at these guys. But nope, someone else close to him dies and another person dies. So it's more realistic that way. <clears throat> hmm. So that's still, kind of why I enjoyed it. I don't know why Nabil enjoyed it. but um, I don't know. I don't know why I enjoyed it. It had some action in it. It was about money and shooting, and there was cops. There's a lot of action. So, yeah. and as far as the story is concerned, I mean, it was the same Jesse Pinkman that we were used to in Breaking Bad. So, there was no 
I wasn't interested because of the story necessarily. Mm. Right. Um, <laughs> the side character was amusing. The the one who kept on saying, "You can use this deodorant or that deodorant." That was a kind of cute scene. Which one? The one where his friend is telling him to have a shower. Oh. oh, oh. And, and then he's and like, he goes, "You can use this deodorant. <laughs> I can axe, and I've got this one, and I got you know." And <laughs> oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he gives him the money, and he says, "You know," and he goes, "Why are you doing this?" And he goes, "Because you're my hero." Now that is interesting. For that man, he was a hero. Uh, what made him the hero for that man? Um, maybe because he accomplished a lot. Yeah. And then that guy wanted to accomplish a lot too. Or, or he had defied the powers. He had kind of... He had... I don't think he's that deep of a guy. I yeah. think it was really like... <laughs> He made money. Like, whoa, this guy was next to... He worked... He, he was Heisenberg's right-hand yeah. man kind of thing. I think this it was guy more... made himself because he was... Yeah. I felt so bad for his parents. Oh. I thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You you know, they're saying, come on, turn yourself in. They were so unfortunately pathetic in the sense that they they thought he was going to give himself in he was going to come to them and then everything would be all right although nothing you know well he came and stole from them so the (laughs) that whole dynamic was brought in breaking bad as well the Mm. parents were i mean i definitely jesse shouldn't have you know started dealing meth and stuff but Mm. from my understanding they were i think they were pretty manipulative and also were they didn't yeah like in his younger days i think that was the reason he left the oh, house it? in the, the w- first place in what what way because uh, i don't even remember. i can't remember but i i do remember there were like they were not nice parents. they weren't nice people and i think that was part of the reason he didn't feel bad about stealing their house in the first place uh, like he stole their house from them he didn't steal it he like uh he bought, he bought it he bought it but like saul goodman did the transaction oh and yeah he said yeah, yeah. oh i know that you guys have a had a meth lab at one point mm. in this house Oh, it would okay. be a shame so if like, other people oh, knew about gosh, it. Yeah. So then he bought it at like a very big discount. Mm. But I don't think the parents were that great. But I don't think, I mean, obviously Jesse isn't that great of a person either. So I guess it's not <clears throat> about the greatness of people. It's just about, um, I don't know, the people, the norm. Mm-hmm. It just... This is how people are. All the dirty underlying um, characteristics of the... I mean, there there was a little bit of tenderness in the scenes where he's concerned about the 10-year-old or remembers his uh, girlfriend. Um, But there's really not a lot to redeem him. Yeah, no, there's no redeeming (laughs) qualities of Jesse Pinkman. In the traditional, in the traditional sense. Even though for the um, f- the pro- what's his name, the teacher, what's his, forget the character's name, the one Walter who, White. Yeah, Walter White. Walter White had redeeming, yeah, characteristics. Correct, and that's why I he guess. was sacrificed in the end. I think they they both had redeeming qualities, which what? is why. What, what were they? So for Jesse, it was more. Even though he was doing bad things, and so same with Walter White, they were both doing, they were killing people, they were dealing drugs. Um, Jesse was, I think, more concerned about other humans, 
like uh, situation and, how, and Walter White was. How was that demonstrated? How when was he concerned about another human? So the second girlfriend was in a financial situation that wasn't ideal, uh, if I remember correctly, and he wanted to help her. Help her. Okay. Um, whereas Walter White, he had his whole family, and he pretty much distanced himself to just work and start a, a drug pin even though they were in a financially uh, good situation so I think they both had qualities that were not very redeeming and were, were so they barely had redeeming qualities yeah. yeah they were on the edge of society yeah and like f- f- oh sorry no, no, no. no. I'm I was going to say, even Walter White, if you think about it, his situ- his whole situation could have ended in the first episode when the guy offered him a job that would give him health insurance that would pay for his, uh, pay for his cancer. But he was so arrogant that he didn't even want to do that because he, ha- he had built that company himself and left later mm. because he disagreed with the, the board members. Um but we also also sympathized with him because, I mean, everyone wants to do things themselves, I guess. But yeah, even that whole situation, the whole show could have ended in the first episode if he just accepted the job, got the health insurance, got his chemo. So you really can't live so, on the um, the edge <clears throat> of society. You can't exist. It's a very... <clears throat> It's a very risky life. I'm sure. To live on the edge. Probably. Yeah. And so it's better to live. Is it better to live in the center or is it better to live in at a safe distance from the center? Because then on the other side, you have those people who lead. And if you think of it as a circle of community, for want of a better image, and then you have people who are on the border who can disappear or who can die and then you have people who are in the middle who are elevated but they also can face dangers because they're putting themselves at uh, you know they are even if they're doing good for example there are so (coughs) many people who you know Kennedys or you know those kind of characters who, who might be considered leading towards benefit you know benefits in society can also be yeah I mean, you should targeted probably, you should probably live at it uh, within a safe distance mm. that's how i would do it no so i i seem to be focusing on a lot of negative things <laughs> well, we're talking you, want, about you want to you want to shift to a, a lighter conversation um a bantery witty yeah i might go to spain Ah, okay. Tell us more. What What is it that you think would be? Um, I don't normally like to travel, but yes, because I'm concerned that I won't be spending time programming. Yes, but I suppose I could program um, on the plane and yes. in uh, Spain as well with my laptop. So, Daniel, you enjoy traveling. What is it about traveling that you that engages you or interests you uh, it's like seeing new things yeah. experiencing new things yeah um, but so why do you want to go other than yeah I, I thought you said 
this is how I understood it, that you do not want, you do want to go because you think I'm not going to program, so I might as well go. That was what I first thought. And then, then I realized, no, he's saying, if I go, I won't program. Then I'm thinking, then why would you go? What, what is it that um, um, interests you? Because clearly you have the choice. Yeah. Well, I don't enjoy airplanes because they're uncomfortable. Mm. And it's a long, and it's a lot of uh, mm. wasted time. Mm. So I don't know. So what would be the reason? It would be like a change of environment. Okay. That's what I'm okay. gambling on. Okay. What? I'm gambling that the change of environment will have a positive effect on me. Okay. And that would energize you? Maybe. Okay. Hopefully. I, mean, for, I find that when I go and come back, I do get energized because I've you know, recalibrated my mind and uh, or even realized that home base is good base, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, that's a perspective that I sometimes have. I um, appreciate what you have. You you get to appreciate. I mean, I enjoy the, the places I go to and the people I meet. And it's, uh, you know, it's different. Um, so I, as much as I like routine and schedules, I also like breaking those routines and schedules because otherwise um, it could be become monotonous. Um, so those are some thoughts that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I also thought that... Um, well, because I don't like traveling, then that would mean that, you know, I could theoretically never go on a family vacation ever again. Mm. So then my thought is, well, then what's maybe the I concept of a family vacation? Because that is also it's just not a vacation, but with family members. Yes, and the the whole idea of a vacation is to have fun. Yes, and to break the monotony of everyday life. Right. Yeah. And some people don't like. And there are lots of people who don't choose to go on a vacation. The, the idea of going on a vacation with their family would be a bad idea. Yes, yes. The stereotype is. Oh, is that a stereotype? There is a stereotype that, oh, you're going to. It's like, you know, Thanksgiving. People go, oh, oh yeah. you're going to have family. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, on the one side, it's, oh, it's so, you know, high f- it'll be so much fun. The family will get together and we'll catch up. And the other side is, oh, and you'll have that, you know. Which is and so funny. Because people recognize the truth and yet they still decide against it. What? Yes. People yes. recognize the truth that they don't get along with these family members, yet they decide to go to these events anyway. Yes. To me, I find that interesting. But but do you not find um, the pleasure of getting together with family? No. <laughs> <laughs> Most family members... I, I, I don't dislike... Yes, family yes. members. For the most part, we don't spend. We're not friends. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we, yeah, I'm, I'm friendly. Yes. Where yes. I know you through yes, some yes. family lineage, but yes. beyond that, we don't socialize. We're not friends. It's a very artificial uh, engagement. But did you always have to have a close interaction? Do you have to have a lifelong um, relationship with someone to enjoy their company? I mean, there are people that you meet once or twice and you think, that was a, such a pleasant interaction and that was good. 
Yeah, I that's mean, why, true. Well, you don't need to you don't need to stretch things out. I have found on the flip side that um, that the mistake that people make when they do socialize in that way is that they don't realize the you know the boundaries or they they kind of they don't they make it stretch out too long because even people that you really like to be with friends or family members um you can get on each other's nerves similarly yeah. i feel sometimes my own thoughts get on my nerves you know when i think okay come on anika go to sleep now because whatever you're thinking is irritating you now yeah i guess for me it's hard for me to get engaged in a conversation well one but at least on a vacation you'll be you you're not necessarily you don't have to engage with the person you're in a new environment right i'm just talking about just social mm. interactions mm. like uh one i've noticed that i find many people like boring mm. um and but so so why spain what 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 entices you about spain uh nothing in particular i'm it's a literally a, it's a gamble <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be i'm sure i'll dislike no, you many of the logistical things, but well, also yes, it's Selmikala. Yes, who you better say something on who I don't find a... annoying. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I've been in their company. Yes, and yes. I'm not annoyed. Same yes. with like uh, Afshikala and yes, her yes. home. Yes, yes. I don't. F- I'm fine chilling out over there. Yes, yes. And they're, they're not annoying people. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's good that you've got it on the air. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, Salmikala, she is a follower <laughs> of this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I found her annoying, I wouldn't go. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> I guess. We would not be engaging in this conversation. If I'm engaging in any sort of activity with another person, yes. understand that this was a well thought out decision. <laughs> <laughs> well,. I suppose I'm. I said I'm you taking a gamble. Win. Yeah, but uh, so those are rare. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if she acts up when we go visit? Oh, her? That's <laughs> what, what do you I think sp- you signed up for? Prefer the most traveling with family, with friends, or by yourself? Or not at all. Or not at all. <laughs> well, actually, that's not an option. Mm, that's not an option. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already the know the question is destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably with family, then by myself. But by family, I mean immediate, and that's it. Mm. And what about you? Maybe Daniel? cousins. Mm. That's it, though. Daniel, what about you? What are your traveling mm, preferences? Yeah, that's a hard one. Mm. Yeah, I guess it really depends on where where I'm going. I uh, have some friends I could travel with, and some friends that I could not travel with. Um, yeah. And depends on where you're going. Yeah, I think I agree with Nabil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll b- potentially be in Spain in December. <laughs> that sounds so. Uh, I mean, our whole conversation about you probably going to vacation in Spain sounds so tentative <laughs> and so wrought with. Um, Are you going to bring witty banter there? Um, I think we should. Yeah, probably. Mm. I think. I mean, I can. This is a very mobile setup. <laughs> yeah. So. I think we should. Um, yeah, that'd be cool with Salmikala. Yeah. She can banter wittily. Yeah. And what um, what are some ac- well you will already be there is that correct? I am planning to go to England. Oh, you'll go to England first, and then I will um, 
get a flight to Spain. Hmm. And what I like doing when I'm uh, in Spain or when I'm in England or where, you know, we're from home or even sometimes at home. The last year, for example, we said, let's do a walking retreat. Basically, just spend a lot of time walking so that you get some activity, but also not necessarily walking to any particular place that, you know, you know, regimented uh, walking. So um, in the general area where there's not a lot of rush or traffic, you do a lot of walking, you look at what's around you, you sit down and have a nice conversation, and then you make sure you have a couple of books with you or your Kindle with you so that when you're getting on each other's nerves, you say, okay, I'm just going to now do my thing, either read or write or whatever I want to do. And so that's what I have come to enjoy when I'm with, you know, any of my sisters when I'm vacationing with them. Um, and in Spain in particular, we do something like, you know, every other day, go to some place which is farther away. Um, what I, I think you might find very interesting is in Malaga is that it is surrounded by these uh, castles um, because it's got a history of, you know, Castles. Yeah. <laughs> empires. E empires. King and mini kingdoms. empires. Kingdoms and Kingdom mini empires time. and all of that. And um, so we would do something like that. We would go to this historical monument and then um, and then the food is so exquisite. I mean, that you would then sit and have a nice, you know, wow. drink. And, and is it exquisite? It is really exquisite. For, I'll give you an example of the if it's food. just tapas again, that's no, no, not no, going to no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you how the one of the meals that I remember and really enjoy, it was shrimp cooked in boiling uh, olive oil. And the, when the, this comes so and it's got... deep fried shrimp? <laughs> no, 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 deep fried yeah. shrimp, but not, but not covered with things. Okay. And so it's got, you know, you've got your little things of tapas, which you can dip in and you have freshly made bread and mm. some nice wine and so this nice hot sizzling uh shrimp in the olive oil which you can dip your bread in as well if you want to and i forget the name of it but that that is an example and then we went to this other place where they were making fresh fresh uh pastries different kind with malaga mm, yeah this was outside of malaga in a place called i forget uh where was it um not Nerha, but in another place. So it's not the kind of food that you would eat normally over here that is familiar, but it's it's uh, comfortingly unique and, and smaller portions so that you're not really eating. And that's what I like about the tapa concept is you're not stuffing yourself with food. You're just having nibbles here and there of... Um, tapa. Of not just tapas, but <laughs> other kind of um, s uh, Spanish food, mm. and also thing. And then, yeah. of course, we would eat at home as well. So it wasn't always eating out. But the day that you would go out somewhere, you would try something that you wouldn't make at home, for example. I suppose my eating habits now would more match that because my calories are well. As a recent, they're not exactly reduced, but generally it's reduced. But when I visited. Earlier on, I remember me and Faisal were walking around. I guess we were in either Madrid or Barcelona. You were in Madrid. Okay. And we were just walking around and we're like, all right, let's go find something to eat. And it was just like only tapas places. So we ended up in the KFC. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, huh, do these guys eat like, m and 
more than just a snack because mm-hmm. we were hungry for like a proper meal yes but they they do have proper meals as well i'm sure they so do they, we I'm just sure couldn't find that yes. for some reason Could be in the, block the street we were well. yes. yeah maybe yes. Yes. someone walked around here and then went to atherton <laughs> if someone walked around <laughs> yeah. here to a restaurant so that'd be uh, unhappy so uh yeah so that and then you're kind of uh, the time is yours and and where there's not a lot of what i also like is you're not in your familiar surrounding and so even the um tvs and you know you're not really into the american mm-hmm. media system and so you, that's a disconnect which well, i barely watch it anyway so I, I know i know um so those are things that are interesting and you know thinking about reflecting on the past and looking at uh, here's what something uh well we didn't we didn't really take siestas. Pakistan, we needed to sleep in the afternoon, but mm-hmm. I don't remember doing it in Spain when I was there in April. But um, the other thing that was interesting, which has just evaded me as I was thinking of the siestas in Pakistan. <laughs> um, the time is yours. There's no traditional media or US yes, media. I'm trying to rem- yeah, say the words you said to remind it, you of the thing. And Oh, yes, yes. So, for example, you meet interesting people. Now, again, this is an example of meeting someone who's interesting that I didn't necessarily want to spend the rest of my life with. But, but <laughs> I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. So we went to this, um, this really small uh, town called, I think it was called Frigliano. And uh, it was up on the top of the hill and you could look out to uh, the Mediterranean from there. And the, the restaurant that we had lunch in was really nice because we saw the view of the ocean from a distance and had very nice seafood and so on but yeah as we walked around these um the small um alleyways they had plaques all over the place um kind of telling what they had done when they had made the arabs leave and you know how they had how they had mistreated the arabs and so we were kind of looking at that they had i think 12 or 15 plaques showing demonstrating the history of of that so it was interesting to see that and then we stopped off at um uh an art store which is a very unique art store they had things made uh hand a lot of handmade crafts work and so on and the woman that we met was from now i'm going to forget the name of the place but it borders germany originally she was from um switzerland no not switzerland it wasn't no the, the countries that belgium no not belgium um latvia yeah, it was kind <laughs> of no it was g- that kind of test ta- luxembourg ta- romania bulgaria no 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 no. <laughs> I, I forget the phrase anyway so she had decided one, one she had a son and um she had come on vacation to this place in spain and decided you know what she loved it so much she's going to live here forever and the last 10 years she'd been living here and that's how she had set up this art and craft store and had said she does not look back on going back to the you know her place of origin now probably kind of like jesse she had something that was gave her a reason of not wanting to return you mm-hmm. know it might have been family it might have been uh, she had mentioned that she had had a divorce and maybe it was that ah, i don't know uh-huh. what <laughs> i said ha knew it <laughs> <laughs> but but you know just cons- imagining that someone would do that they would go on vacation and there was a beautiful art store beautiful art and a craft store and then just leave everything and decide that they would live in this new place forever 
I would not do it myself, but I am fascinated by life choices that people make. And I think farthest I'd go is like Oregon or Washington. What? The farthest I'd go to do that but is not Hawaii. I can't do islands. <laughs> Why? Really? I just feel landlocked. I feel like I'm trapped. <laughs> One wave and we're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you fear death? You fear uh, water? No, I just... <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put myself in... Well, it's not even that. It's a, <laughs> It's an irrational... It's not about dying. It's... Um, you like seeing... I don't know. Life. I just feel like I'd be... Everything would become very familiar. It'd be like if I... If Redwood City was it, and then out beyond Redwood City was just water, I'd be like, I need to like. Wait, no, so the, notice the the difference in his response here. What? On the one hand, you're content. I with can't the, run away. There we go. Okay, but so on one hand, you're content with Redwood City yeah, life. Yeah, I'm very staying content. Here. You're extremely content. Yeah, it's so, fine. Traffic but sucks, but that's okay. But Redwood City doesn't suck that much. I mean, Bay Area, yeah, yeah Peninsula. Yeah. But then on there, but what's interesting is now you're afraid that you'd be you'd, stuck. Yes. Yeah, because you want an escape route. It's like, if anything, if I was in a building and, you know, there's only one way out and there's just a bunch of people there. Yeah. And I, there's no other way out. I'd be like, I, don't, then I that, don't like this. But then that elevator was like paradise and had what elevator? very, what would you I'm do? referring to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. So what about you? Do you have a similar feeling about space? I get what you're saying. Like uh, you want to be able to. Not, I, have the, I don't the even choice. travel, but yeah, yeah, I want to know that if I need to escape, escape. for that's, whatever reason, yeah. that yeah, I can yeah. escape. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I don't think I would ever. Well, maybe I would. No, retire. Why do you Hawaii. use, why do you use uh, the word escape? If there's a danger, the only time I'd run away is if I felt I was in danger of yeah. something. Okay. So if I was in danger of something, if there was nuclear missiles <laughs> heading our direction, yeah. <laughs> if Which I'm on Hawaii, they've been the bomb scare, but that was a okay. Well, if I was on right? Hawaii, yeah. like, oh, guess I'm dead. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> here, I could be like, at least oh, I can get in my car. Tsunami, yeah, time to drive. Just step on it, <laughs> go somewhere else. Step on, they get second traffic. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Alaska. What about Canada? Alaska? Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, yeah. I realize weather matters a lot to me. So I lived. In and Jersey. utilities you mentioned and utilities yeah yeah i lived in new jersey where it was snowy and i didn't mind it too much actually hmm. I, mean, I don't go outside that much anyway so it's just a nice backdrop in my window um what about new york when we had to like like just to get something across the street like we wanted to get like drinks or something okay. and like i i think i just had you couldn't i had jeans street? and i had like a sweater and everyone else was layering up, and then I was like freezing just to go across. Now, why did you not have oh. a jacket on? I should have put on more. Well, it was more of I had a jacket on, but like I didn't have layers of jackets on, and like well, for me, even thermal when I, undies. Even when I go outside, I change into my outdoor sweats. So like, there's already a process <laughs> of me changing clothes. Right. So right. that stuff like didn't matter to me. Then what makes you do that? Because I don't want to wear. I wear sweats a lot because it's just easy. Yeah. And I don't want to wear. The same pair of sweats that have been touching like outside public things. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't want that in my bed. I want clean, uh, untouched <laughs> sweats. <laughs> sweats. <laughs> if it's like if you, you know, if you had clothes on and you went to, you were just came back from the airport and you were on a subway. Mm. You know, if you jump on, you don't want to jump on your bed and all that clothes, right? 
you don't get a sense of like okay there's now, a lot of germs. now you're making me feel paranoid yeah. i did not used to Germaphobe. think about it yes <laughs> no but now i'm thinking about hmm yeah you, i mean yeah. there are things which make me feel germaphobe yeah um but i try not to think too much about it because if you do then that i feel that that those like thoughts are very restrictive yeah. oh yes there's a lot of germs on there we never clean it but i mean that's just my germs and then my in my pocket right what other germs are there? It's just me touching. It's whatever I've been touching too. Is, yeah. Yeah. Anything but if I'm at face, home, anything that's been on your face is on your. I'm fine with my face. <laughs> well, your face has been outside though. But and nobody's then that touched it. Yeah, but nobody's the... like I haven't put my face against some subway seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that could ha- potentially have. It's that's the true. weird. I don't want the weird unknown germs. I'm okay with like the regular. Okay, now I have children. never really thought about public transport and the germs on it. I've tried not to. Oh, I also tip I learned was I on the airplanes. Yes. definitely get wet ones and wipe the uh, wet ones. <laughs> wet wipes. <laughs> yes. Well, they're called they the called wet, wet ones. ones. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. wipe down the <laughs> wet uh, ones. No, yeah, <laughs> the thing, the tray, because they never uh, clean that. Uh, clean what? The, the tray, tray that comes down. Where you eat your food on oh, top of. Yeah, they don't well, have time to there's clean. There's a lot all of them. stuff. Hotel stuff. I mean, don't even And also, if you order. The sheets that you think water, are clean sometimes. What? Oh, if you order coffee or water, they only clean that tube that. Oh, yeah, I heard Only this once recently. a year. So don't order water based products. Or coffee. Like, have sealed drinks if yeah. you're a germaphobe. On an airplane. Yeah. Okay. I, I am a bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> but honestly. But I try not to think about it. You survived. Up until this point, so clearly <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> Although sometimes you might get sick, right? And you, you know, don't even know true. where it comes from. Do you have you ever gotten sick from traveling? No. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. Know. I got sick I on a plane to China or uh, some that Asian country. But I don't know what that was from. I, I think you remember we were on Cathay Pacific. And, mm, you know, I remember. It's not a good time, but I don't remember what that was from. Mm-mm. I think you were eating too much. Yeah, it must have been something because we were on the flight barely for. <laughs> yeah, we just yes. left San Francisco, so yeah, it's like yeah. I had barely been outside. Yes, so yeah, that must yeah. have been myself. Um, yeah, getting sick is no. Two weeks ago, I think. I haven't gotten so, sick in a long time. And that was like. Were you sick? Yeah, that was after you got sick. Oh yes, yes, yeah, you, you had you gave cold. Him the cold. Yeah, yeah I was only painful, one day. I not was being sick. able to breathe and. Yes, but you survived. I did. Yes. So mm. you should stay healthy. So yeah, wet and ones and don't order water or coffee. Don't travel. Or just stay indoors. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we are at 5.03. So I mean, we made up for the, lost the late time. flight. Well, two minutes left. Yes. But that's okay. Yeah. One minute left. All right. Well, if that's all, then um, happy travels to anyone who's traveling. Yeah. And yeah thanks yeah, for tuning Merry in. Christmas. Okay. Until next time. <laughs> 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 Toodaloo. Oh.